welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now, please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace to Gather. This week on Grace to Gather, we had a wonderful question come in from one of our listeners that uh, we thought was really fitting for uh, uh, where our family's at right now and also uh, for the topic of this conversation. Yes. So the question was, what counsel would you give to newlyweds about starting things out right when connecting with people? and building community right away. And so this is um, relevant to us because if you didn't happen to see on social media, uh, our youngest daughter became engaged a couple of weeks ago. And so this is something that we'll be talking about in our family. And I think, you know, we've already talked about the fact that our kids are, you know, have a bent towards hospitality as it is, but that they, um, you know, I think, we can maybe even go a little further in helping them um, to be intentional in building that community. Mm-hmm, right. Yeah. And I, and I think that the first thing that I would tell them is, you know, choose your friends wisely. If you, if you think about the, the top five or six uh, people that you hang out with on a regular basis, it's more than likely that your attitude and um, thought process lines up with those people because those close people, close friends typically have uh, a pretty major impact um, on the way you think. So who are you hanging out with? Uh, Are you hanging out with people that are uplifting, that are encouraging, that are for you and not against you? Or are you hanging out with people that are kind of a drain on you that maybe, uh, unintentionally uh, influence you into uh, more negative behavior. I really think that that's an important factor, Damon, as well, that, that who you hang out with definitely impacts who you are as a person if you spend a lot of time with them. And, um, you know, I think that as we age, a lot of the time there's a, a kind of a natural cutting away of friends based on our life, how we live our life, and, you know, what our experiences are. But I think that, um, you know, it's also important to recognize that even if you have a really good set of friends, it's a good time in your life to look for some mentors. It's a good time to search for some people that are maybe, um, you know, five years ahead of you in their life. And, you know, they've been married five years and maybe they're starting their family or, you know, whatever it it may look like, people that you respect and trust that are a little older than you are and have walked through some of the things that you've walked through. And then also, you know, going 10 years older, someone, you know, that you're really going into almost, you know, another generation where they really have surpassed some of the things that you're experiencing in your early marriage relationship. Um, And they can really kind of come alongside and give you support and encouragement for some struggles and challenges that you might have. Yes. And the, and the point of that is that you're, you're building a solid foundation for your family. And we're going to talk about that more in, in depth in a little bit. But 
when you when you build a strong foundation and then you build your life upon that foundation, then it allows you from a place of stability to be able to pour into other people, to be able to be generous, to to you know invite uh, and have people to your table. It's it's a great place to to start from. And I think also you know just start inviting people to your home and and um, and take the steps that are necessary to begin to grow your community as a husband and wife. You know, a lot of the time you're going to come in with different friends and, um, you know, some couple friends, but um, kind of figure out how do you integrate maybe some of your single friends in a way that you are encouraging to them and, um, you know, offering a place where, where they can come and hang out and have a good time and experience um, community, even though they might be single. Yeah, I mean, that's a really great point. And uh, the to two points to what you said, um, that there's, uh, there's kind of a natural falling away um, as, you, as you age and get older of, of, you know, different people in your life. You know, when you, when you first get married, you have been used to having a, a lot of single friends, um, but as you get married and you and you begin to grow in your marriage, you're going to gravitate towards other couples, um, and those single friends, you know, may fall away for a time, not like fall away, fall away, but you know what I mean. Um, they're they're not as much of an influence in your life um, now that you're married. And so I think you know my final thought on it would be that you just. Um, you know, really encourage the newlyweds in your life to start building community immediately. And I know there's this time of being a newlywed where it's all about just you and your spouse, but the reality is, is that there's a definite element of health when you continue to maintain the relationships that you have and continue to build on new relationships together as a couple that will help you as you are beginning your your marriage together. Well, I hope that uh, that was a, an appropriate answer to, to that question. Um, today, we're going to be talking about legacy, um, beginning with the end in mind. In our Western world, our thoughts really kind of no longer remain on legacy. Um, we're not thinking of long-term impact we're thinking more of immediate satisfaction. But all of us are going to leave a legacy for future generations. The question is, what legacy are you going to leave? Yeah, I think that for a lot of us, we m- maybe didn't grow up hearing the word legacy. We maybe, um, you know, haven't thought about the fact that legacy is um, something that it's going to happen whether we're intentional about it or not, we're going to leave a legacy to our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. So when you stop and you think about your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents, I think what you'll realize is that there is a legacy in your family, whether it be a good legacy or a bad legacy. Maybe it's a legacy of um, alcoholism or a legacy of um, kindness or a legacy of generosity or, you know, you can, you can go back and you can see that it's very likely what your um, parents instilled in you was instilled in them 
by their parents and then also, you know, their parents before them. And so whether we acknowledge that there is a legacy or not, there is still a legacy that we leave for our children and our grandchildren. Yeah, that even if you didn't come from a um, a legacy of a family who regularly practiced hospitality, uh, it's not too late to start um, building that legacy into your family for the future. Early on in our marriage, Neve and I made the decision to depart from our family's legacy of divorce, addiction, anger, and abuse. We made a choice to create a legacy moving forward for our family of things that most families desire, such as love, forgiveness, kindness, generosity, and freedom. Right, but we actually we kind of went a step further, and we talked about what are the things that, that we want to be a part of our family for generations to come? What are important, um, you know, goals for our family? And we came up with some words that we felt were um, who we wanted to be in our generation and then the generations that come behind us. And so those words were strength and health, longevity, financial security, truth, kingdom-mindedness. So we had this idea that, that you know, these are attributes that we personally want to carry. These are attributes that we want our marriage to carry. These are attributes that we want our family to carry. And these are attributes that we want to carry on from generation to generation. And so the hope is that every generation will get better at it. And so those things that we all desire, love and kindness and, um, you know, just the, the desires for our family, if we're intentional, we can make every generation get stronger. I, let me rephrase that. We can help, not make, we can help every generation get stronger um, with these characters that we would like to see in our family moving forward. Right. And I've, I've, I'm sure you've heard the, the, the uh, saying, you know, let your, your ceiling be, you know, your children's floor. Um, give them something to build on um, that was more than what you had to build on. Uh, when you were younger, so you know you you want to teach that and be intentional about it. Last week we talked about you know it takes intentionality to to have a strong, healthy marriage and to build community and and to practice hospitality. It takes intentionality to create a legacy um, for your family moving forward that is better than the legacy that you came from. So, what does it take to build a long-lasting legacy? Um, for your family? What are, what are the things that you have to do? Well, so, you know, we've shared our faith. You know that, that we come from a faith-based perspective. And so we really feel like that, that, you know, really everything stems from the Lord. And if you are intentional in your relationship with Him, then the first thing that you would do is that you would choose to obey Him. You would mm-hmm. choose to obey um, what He calls us to as a people, but then also what he individually calls us to as a person and as a um, couple and as a family. God has a plan and a call on your life. He has things that he created you to specifically be able to do um, and do well. 
And one of the first steps of living out a life of legacy is, is an obedience to that calling on your life. So then the second thing um, is to have a dream. And, you know, one of the things that I know for myself, and I'm guessing that, you know, probably if you've, if you've been around for a while, you've experienced this as well, is that as a child, I had so many dreams. There was, you know, I, oh my gosh, there were so many dreams that I had that I was, all the things that I was going to do when I grew up, what my family was going to look like, where I was going to live, what my job was going to be, what my backup job was going to be, how much money I was going to make, what kind of, I mean, you know, it just, for me anyways, it went on and on and on. And I think that as we get older and we have so much responsibility and, and work and pressure that we naturally just stop dreaming about the future. We kind of accept where we're at. And in the midst of, you know, the stress, we settle for what our life looks like now. And um, we just stop dreaming. Yeah, we just kind of, you kind of focus on surviving, right, in, in, our, in our world today. Um, whether it be the, you know, the, your work, uh, relationships, your, the economy, you know, whatever it is, um, that is, is foremost in your thoughts. Um, we can, we kind of just focus on surviving the day, right? We're not, we're not really thinking, you know, beyond the day. We're not really thinking, um, (laughs) next year, 10 years from now, um, what we would want our life to look like and what is it going to take to get to that point um we have to identify where our thoughts are taking us is our heart on things of this world or is our heart on things of eternity and uh, the kingdom of heaven right so we have to have a foundation we have to have a strong foundation in order to create a legacy um you know i think that the question is, you know, what is the foundation that you're building on? Is it a solid foundation? And what will your children be building on after you're gone? Right. I mean, um, the Bible talks about building a house on sand and what happens or building a house on a s- stone, a solid foundation. If, you, if you're building a house on a weak foundation, when the storms of life come against you then that foundation can get just stripped away wiped away um but if you're if you start from the beginning like we were talking about in in the the question that was asked earlier if you start the beginning building a strong foundation then when those those storms and temptations of life come against you you can stand firm um in your beliefs and your thoughts and um you can stand firm and you can, can keep going towards your dream uh when everybody else around you is telling you that it's not worth it you can know that you have a foundation that you're building on um and you keep pressing forward towards your goal well and i think you know additionally just going back to that scripture (laughs) you know if you stop and you think about visualize what it would look like to have a house on the sand and a big storm coming in that house, just like pulling it away. In fact, we actually, we don't have to visualize. We can just go to YouTube and we can watch all of the images that happened um, you know, just recently in Florida where, you know, literally the houses were just, you know, moved out to sea. 
But if you look even at those pictures, you see that there were so many houses or so many structures that are still standing because they had a strong foundation. And so when you go into what that looks like for your family, if your house is built on the sand and and those struggles come along and and just tear you out, well that i mean your family comes right along with you so you know that that um solid ground is ripped out from underneath them as well and uh, you know i think that we can just look at what um divorce and um the toxic marriage relationships that we've seen even what media tells us is a healthy relationship we can look at those things and and we can see that um it's not a strong foundation you know, there's not there's not a strong foundation being built um, by falling into the norms of society. Right, right. And Neve and I have a very strong foundation, and it's because we have been incredibly intentional about building that. Now, do storms and problems and issues and arguments, you know, come up, and do we have to uh, deal with those things? Absolutely. Absolutely, we do. Um, so it's kind of like we have some broken windows in our life yeah, as yeah. opposed to the whole building collapsing? Yeah, yeah. So, so there's, there's a big difference between a, you know, a broken window or a squeaky door or, you know... Um, even some water damage? Even some water damage um, to a strong foundation than there is to, you know, having your foundation completely, you know, stripped out from underneath you. Um, but it takes intentionality to do that. Um, we've learned how to work through those problems, through those storms of life. And more often than not, we come out the other side of them stronger than we were at the beginning of the problem. Okay, so a healthy marriage lays a foundation of prayer. A healthy marriage lays a foundation of truth. A healthy marriage lays a foundation of respect. And a healthy marriage lays a foundation of honor. So the next thing that you have to think about is the future. Our focus needs to be on the future to have an eternal mindset. What we do now determines what our future is going to look like. So Proverbs 22.6 says, Direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. And so it's really important to think about, um, you know, our children are our future. And what are we teaching them? What are we speaking to them? Um, and, are you know, are we teaching them to dream? Are we teaching them to plan and to prepare for their life um, with an end in sight? Are we teaching them to think about eternity? Are we teaching them to think about the fact that, that there will be a day that will be their last day? And what will it look like for their children and their grandchildren? Are we teaching them to think beyond themselves and beyond this moment? And do they believe that they can make a lasting impact on the kingdom of heaven? I love what um, our uh, former pastor up in North Idaho used to say. He he said he said if if our church no longer existed, would those people who never came through the doors of our church 
miss us. And lastly, you need to have an eternal mindset. We both came from a legacy of spiritual darkness. But we made a choice to turn that around and seek the Lord. As a result of that, all of our children are now serving the Lord. It just all comes down to a choice. I love what the Apostle Paul said in in the book of Philippians, uh, chapter 3. He says, I don't mean to say that I have already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Okay, so you might ask, what does legacy really have to do with hospitality? And obviously, we can teach our children about hospitality and you know, they can ultimately um, continue on that line of hospitality in their lives and their children's and grandchildren's lives. But there's another aspect of legacy and hospitality that I want to touch on before we finish up. A legacy of hospitality can be something that you pass to other people that are not in your family. When you open up your home and you bring people to your table and you are intentional with your time and your engagement to them, and you have a desire to bring, um, you know, joy and fun and encouragement and community into their lives, you have the opportunity for them to look at hospitality from a completely different perspective. And so Damon and I can, you know, we can grow a legacy of hospitality in our family that goes on for generations. And that is great. That is a valuable thing. But we also can encourage others, which is the whole mission of Grace to Gather, to begin to build a legacy of hospitality in your own home, in your own life, so that you will not only be encouraging your family, but you will be encouraging others and encouraging a community to grow that is based in a heart for each other. Well said. Yeah, that was awesome. So that's enough for today. Please join us next week uh, as we continue on Grace Together. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.